for nine years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And 30 years of Rosie on the House. Saturday morning, Rosie on the House. Get your Arizona Saturday morning tradition. Thank you for joining us this morning. Last hour, we solved septic systems, toilets, plumbing leaks. In this particular hour, we're going to focus in particular on air conditioning. As per our home maintenance calendar, first ever that we published this year, every month we pick a particular topic about Arizona home ownership, and we focus on it diligently and specifically the 10 o'clock hour every Saturday morning program in that month. And in the month of July, we thought it appropriate that our topic would be air conditioning. And I was talking last hour about all we do at Rosie on the House to try and earn the title of every Arizona homeowner's best friend. And I talked about the blogs that we write. I talked about the newspapers that we write for across the state. But, Romy, I forgot to mention the calendar. Well, there's so much. You can't mention it all in one. If if we sat here and talked about everything, we would just chew up the whole hour. (laughs) And you have just approved the second running of the calendar. So if... You have been looking for a calendar. The first edition went out in no time. We've just run the second edition, and this is for 2018. If you'd like a home maintenance calendar, uh, contact us at info at rosieonthehouse.com. Give us your mailing address, and we'll get it out to you. And then you've got the 2019 calendars going to print about Thanksgiving? Well, we'll have them by Thanksgiving. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, the photo contest is starting soon. The recipe contest is starting soon. So we'll, we'll the month of September. All right. We'll get all of our, uh, all of our listener participation elements of the calendar uh, going. So here we are in July talking about air conditioning, and we bring in one of the Rosie certified experts on air conditioning at the ten o'clock hour each Saturday morning. This morning we have Mr. Jeff Carmichael from Rias. And we want to talk about uh, a component of indoor air comfort uh, that all starts with really what Rius was all about when Rius was born. That's right. That ho- Welcome, Jeff. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. So we're talking about that whole house energy on. You can have the best air conditioner in the world running on your house, and you could be uncomfortable. That's right. <laughs> there. The air conditioning just makes the air. It's got to get to you somehow. So there's a lot of variables and a lot of other factors that will prevent that uh, from happening as it should. Well, Rias was certainly one of the leaders in the industry when it came to this whole house energy audit. Talk about how that all started. Um, We really took advantage of the rebate programs that were coming out in 2009 from APS and SRP. And our goal was to find all the low-hanging fruit for homeowners to save them a buck on their utility bill and maximize the rebates that were available at that time. Um, So we were looking for low measures, uh, house sealing. We're looking for the weatherization stripping. 
We were looking at sealing up ductwork. We wanted to just seal your entire house, basically. And y'all, y'all took it from just visual inspections, right, to actually sending guys out to homes and spending half a day with some pretty sophisticated, expensive equipment. Yeah, as we kind of evolved and started learning how a home performs as a system, we found there's necessary tools that we need to really get real data to show to a homeowner, um, not only for them to understand what they're buying and what the benefit's going to be so we can set the right expectations, but also for us to understand and be able to recommend what's right for the home. I could never forget the first time Todd invited me out to go to one of these, and it was a home uh, out in the Scottsdale area, and it was a very typical flat roof, uh, Spanish, you know, home, and they couldn't keep the house comfortable, and it had a coffered living room ceiling to it. Right. And y'all put the blower door test on, and like this puff of dust right. came flowing into the room from the backside of this soffit, and it was there was the sheetrock was never run down to the back, and it was a it, it was like having a patio sliding door open. Right. Yep. The entire time you're trying to air condition your house. Yeah. So that blower door enables us to find <laughs> things like that, that the visual eye, uh, you wouldn't be able to see. I, I could tell you stories and stories and stories of homes <laughs> where the drywallers just didn't do the whole job and you would never, you'd have no idea, you know, when you're talking about soffits and higher ceilings and different architectural designs that they did. Um, it's, it's amazing. And what is a blower door? Uh, basically it's, gonna it's a a big fan and we're gonna put it on the front door and we're gonna pull all the air out of the house so we're depressurizing it and we're gonna see you know the homeowner homeowners can walk around and feel the air coming out of all their outlets um, all their different doors windows so you can be inside while you're depressurizing. yeah we get asked that a lot yep it's (laughs) (laughs) you are 100 safe uh, inside the home (laughs) it looks a little like an et setup but yeah everybody's safe inside the house (laughs) Make sure Fifi's collar's tied <laughs> securely to something That's heavy. Right. That's right. But, boy, it magnifies every single leak you have. It's it's just the starting point uh, with the energy audit to really diagnose and figure out fundamental issues that are, are going on in the home. So, And so how do you know when you've established the, the pressure sig- significant enough to know you've put the house to a full test? Um, well, we're going to be – Bench, we make it as simple as we can. Um, we don't want, uh, as far as all the, the data and, and all the work that goes into collecting on the blower door, we basically benchmark a number off this total square footage of the home. And then that benchmark is going to give you the understanding of uh, how, how tightly it's sealed. So you will have an idea if it's too high, then we need to start really going around the house and identifying errors, areas where, you're le- where you have leaks. Um, but if that number comes back right where we want it, right at your square footage, uh, typically that means your home is relatively well, well sealed. Okay, so then what's the next step in a whole house energy audit? We, yeah. do, we, do, we do a check with the blower door for just gaps. Correct. So looking for fundamental gaps inside, uh, that's going to be your doors and your windows primarily, and like we just talked about, the drywall uh, areas. Um, but while the home's depressurizes, we're going to go to all the registers in the duct system, which is one of the biggest uh, problems that we find in homes is just whoever installed the ductwork did not um, seal them properly. And that's just a huge energy waster, a big comfort problem, and a huge indoor air quality problem as well. 
But while the home is under that depressurization, we're gonna put a pan up to all the registers and see at every single one what the air loss is. And if it's significant, not significant, we're gonna get a, a real number um, that we can put on against a scale and then show that to a homeowner and then they can make an, you know, the educated uh, decision on sealing it or if we're right, you know, it might be really close to a seal. Um, so we might just say, you know, leave it as it is, but every you, circumstance you is You can measure how much air is going through the return air filter plenum, how much air flow the air handling motor, fan motor is handling. Mm-hmm. So you go around to all the registers and you make sure – Am, am I getting about the same amount of air through all those registers added up Correct. as the air handling cabinet is producing? And if there's a big gap, mm-hmm. we have a big gap in the ductwork somewhere between the two delivery points. That's correct. So those are easy to fix in an attic. Correct. <laughs> that we the technology that we have nowadays we it's almost easy anywhere you go um, we have different applications to seal all type of duct systems so whether the duct works on your roof whether it's a flat roof and you can't get into an attic space or whether you can get into the attic there's a way to solve that issue but um, I tell every single homeowner that that is the quickest return on your investment for any improvement you want to do on your home and when you're going to bang out the categories of air quality energy efficiency and comfort it's it's a no-brainer i had one of the other air conditioning experts i was talking to earlier in the month say rosie we'd rather a bad cheap piece of equipment installed properly correct than the most expensive air conditioning equipment you could buy installed improperly and you know that's i'm glad you mentioned that because that's really how you know we started we started off 10 years ago uh doing the energy audits and then we started getting contractor licenses right so we started doing insulation blown in insulation we started doing all the measures to solve the issues that we were finding and discovering and then you know light went off a few years ago and we said well if this air conditioning unit is the biggest drainer of electricity on the house we better start doing air conditioning and then that gives us a whole new approach and a totally different perspective on air conditioning when you have a, one contractor may recommend a high, high efficient air conditioning system and miss all the discrepancies that are going on in the building envelope, uh, you know, the guts of your house. So then we we're able to say, all right, buy, you know, maybe you don't need to buy the most expensive air conditioning unit on, on the market. Let's take care of the duct system, the insulation, the, the weather stripping and seal up your house as best we can. And now we'll put on an air conditioning unit and you're going to get the same or if not more benefit than, you know, the Lamborghini air conditioning unit. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so, so it's taking air conditioning by the holistic whole house approach. That's right. Looking at the whole package. You know, it's really become, uh, you know, when I was growing up in the trades, uh, you just learned your trade. You know, how to sink a 16-penny nail and how to tape mud and, yeah. you know, how to lay out your thin set and how to center set your tile and whatnot. But anymore, what we've discovered and what y'all have brought us to in, in y'all's science right. of the building industry is that, boy, it's all really interrelated. That's right. Yeah, your whole house works as a system. And um once you figure out how the home's performing, then you can really understand and, and know what's going on with the air conditioning and 
all the other different components of the house. We're here with Jeff Carmichael of Rius. If you've got a question about your indoor air quality, indoor comfort level, hot spots in your home, we currently have Alicia, Mike, and Charles all on hold. We're going to take a short break. When we get back, I promise, we'll jump right to the callers. The number is one 767 It would have been tough. It would have been very uncomfortable living on the desert floor this past week without air conditioning. I I found this past week to be really uncomfortable. (laughs) Really uncomfortable. Yeah, there's a couple times uh, just doing chores outside. Uh, You know, you just... I get this done. I'll get this done. I'll get this done. All of a sudden, you're like, "Whoa, I'm lightheaded." <laughs> <laughs> Just Friday, I had to have three shirts in my truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're here with Jeff Carmichael from Ria, so we're talking about not outdoor air comfort, but indoor air comfort and quality. I promised we'd get right to the phones. Let's get to the phones. Let's bring Alicia into the conversation, and then we'll bring in Mike, and then we'll bring in Charles. Alicia, good morning. Calling from Mesa. Alicia, good morning. Good yes. morning, Rosie. Yes. Okay, my issue, it's a brand new house, and I set my thermostat at 76 degrees, and starting last Monday when the temperature reached 115 degrees, uh, the house will only cool down to 79 degrees. In the morning, it's fine. It's not an issue. It, it does reach 76 degrees as the thermostat is set at. But later in the afternoon, for for continuously three different days, that it did the same thing. Later in the afternoon, the temperature climbed to 79 degrees and never dropped below that. So I called the installers, and they told me that the AC unit's fine, the three amp pressures are okay, the thermostat readings are correct. And they told me that uh, there's nothing you can do because being a uh, energy efficient efficiency home, the AC unit was designed for 30-degree differential. And he explained to me that if the temperature outside is 110 degrees, the indoor temperature will only drop down to 80 degrees, and there was nothing else it can do and contact the builder. All right. And I, I told the builder that uh, I'm not going to buy that story. Because okay. I've been in Phoenix for 27 years, <laughs> and I've had the issue with the AC where if I set a 72, it was able to drop a 72. All right. That's the uh, reason why I'm calling you, because I want a, an uh, argument. To- well, okay, Alicio, I, you're not going to like what we have to say. <laughs> I know you want us to say you ought to be able to take the house any temperature you want. Obviously, the house is having a problem. Jeff, you want to weigh in here? The, 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 the final voice on this will be the Registrar of Contractors. Yeah, you're with the new home that you're in. Um, and again, I apologize because I am going to be the bare bad news. Um, but we design systems for that 30 degrees. So they're 100% accurate in what they're telling you. And that's a, an expectation that the ROC has for us as air conditioning contractors uh, based off making homes, building them more efficient now, 
um, with the building science and the knowledge that we have, um, we go by that 30 degree benchmark because on days when it's 115, 117, like we saw this week, we get a few of those, you know, out of the summer here in Arizona. But when you're looking at the average span of the summer, you know, when we're at the 105 mark, um, you should have no problem getting the house to that 76 degrees or wherever you like. But when you exceed that 110, that beats the laws of air conditioning. So on your old previous home that you were mentioning, um, and some homes will get to 70 degrees on, you know, when it's 117 degrees outside. But typically that means that air, either the air conditioning unit's oversized, um, even the old refrigerant um, provided a much cooler air. So the new refrigerant we use, um, and, and we're all after efficiency. Efficiency and comfort are two different thing two different items <laughs> so you can't you can you can only have one or the other um in the grand scheme of things but unfortunately um there's not a whole lot uh more to expect out of an air conditioning unit yeah. and when you say the refrigerant we use we used to use was cooler correct it wasn't really an industry decision to switch it was more like uh it was the epa yeah yeah correct now alicia one thing you might try is measure your indoor humidity because one of the reasons that we've been so uncomfortable the last couple of weeks is we've had days where the humidity were over 65 and 70%. Your indoor humidity on those days are going to be somewhere around 40 45%. Test your indoor air humidity. 79 feels a lot different at 15% humidity than it does at 45% humidity. I had someone just this week call me and say, well, Rosie, would a dehumidifier make sense? I will tell you there isn't any reason not right. to plug one in and just make sure you've got good, clear drainage someplace, and you'll be surprised uh, the amount of water it's going to take out of the air in your home. And if we can drop that humidity under 20%, you are going to be a lot more comfortable. And I, I will say I will take the side of the homeowners here. I think the registrar needs to readdress that. With today's air energy efficiency and equipment, we ought to be able to we ought to be able to set forty degrees as <laughs> as the new split. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> we really we should we be should. able to set I that agree. at a forty split. <laughs> All right. With that, Alicio, we appreciate it. Try try a dehumidifier. I'm I'm sorry to say. The way everything's set up in Arizona, that 30-degree split is the standard, and you're not going to be able to get anybody to do much for you. I, I hate to be the one to tell you that. And the only sound I hear at night is the sound of my purring air conditioner. The air is hey, you know. That was kind of a bear of bad news for Alicio. Yeah, and I'm sorry. But would you rather not have it? <laughs> How uncomfortable would he be if we didn't have it at all? <laughs> yeah, that's that's just the the tricky thing about new homes in this. You know, we're constantly fighting efficiency versus comfort. You know, like we briefly mentioned, and they're two totally separate things. So you can have one or you can have the other. And and right now. Um, you know, if you guys saw the the, we almost hit the record of the megawatts on. Yeah. I believe it was the seventeenth. Yeah, uh, that's that's a big problem. So, <laughs> so. 
So the utilities are going to be a little more focused on the energy efficiency and say, you know, 79 might feel okay. <laughs> I had an interesting question here, Zach. We're not going to be able to answer on air. This was an email that came in this morning. How do I uh, figure out what my return will be if I upgrade from an R19 to an R39? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, R19 is about half the amount of insulation in your attic, so that's going to be right around 5 to 6 inches. Um, and taking you an R38, 39 um that's going to double the amount of insulation. So when you look at the statistics of a 5% failure rate in your insulation, cutting the entire R value in half, doubling the amount of insulation is going to be, I would say, and I'm going to say this, not knowing what your utility bill looks like, but that's going to be a significant uh, improvement to the house, not only on your comfort, but should significantly help out that utility bill. And off the top of your head, on mm-hmm. a thousand square foot home, what would be the cost of yeah, blowing in I'm, another six inches? Yeah, I, I, we get asked that a lot too. You know, you're right around, most homes are right around 1200 to $1,500 to double their insulation. In the attic. In the attic. So it's, it's really a, a quick return on your investment and just one of those things that every homeowner should just do uh, for the, the cost of it. To an R39. Correct. It doesn't make sense to put $1,200 on top of an R39. Right, yeah. You, and a lot of these insulation contractors the home show just sell insulation on yeah, top of insulation on R80, top of insulation. R90, oh, and let's throw a radio yeah. barrier in there, too, just for safe measure. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's data and test. Thank goodness there's data and testing done for our climate, which is just right here in Maricopa County, that puts us at an R38. If you go down to Tucson or uh, just a little bit north of Flagstaff, those R values change. So they didn't just throw the number out for fun. Yeah. All right. Let's get to Mike, who's very, been very patiently holding. And when we finish with Mike, I want to go back and I want to start talking about super cooling. Excellent. Because y'all have some extremely critical data on taking super cooling to the next level. So, can I ask a question real quick? You can. Sure, buddy. What does the R stand for? <laughs> I knew you'd stump me. Uh, think of it. I think of it as R means resistance. It's it's yeah. It's the resistance of heat transfer. Um, the higher the R, the more resistant that material is to transferring correct. heat. And the and just real quick also, uh, when we're looking at inches and R values, that's solely based on the manufacturer of the insulation product. So uh, <laughs> one cellulose brand might hit R38 at 11 inches, one other cellulose brand might hit R38 at 13 inches. Still the same product, different brands, but that R value is going to be different uh, based on the product that they put together and the manufacturing process. Very good. Mike, we promised you to get on. Let's bring you on. And again, thank you for being patient. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, Word about Rias, they came in and did an audit here. And uh, SRP sends you a uh, flyer every month on how your energy use compares with uh, other homes of the same size. Yeah, yeah, your neighbors, right. Yeah, so we were running about 5 out of 10. And after Rias replaced the insulation and sealed the ductwork, last winter we were up at 9. And... I have a recording studio in one bedroom, 
that was uninhabitable. <laughs> um, it's, it works. It's really great. So thank you, guys. The question is, um, I tried the super cooling thing, but the temperature in the house during this prolonged heat goes up about uh, five degrees an hour. And is there a uh, degree that you look for? Is that normal or what? Mike, can I just ask, what vintage is your home? Uh, 1992. Okay, go ahead. Okay, Jeff, go ahead. Uh, Mike, what's your last name? Moore. Mike Moore. All right, Mr. Moore, um, thanks for the kind words, and I'm glad that we could exceed your expectations. Um, to follow up on your where you were going, Rosie had just mentioned we were going to get on the super cooling right. topic. Yeah. And, Mike, we have found a little number uh, through some extensive testing on helping homeowners decide if supercooling is right or wrong for their home. And that number is four degrees. So what that means is if, you know, for all the homeowners out there, you can do this any, at the hottest time of the day, we want you to put your thermostat to 76 degrees. And then once it hits that 76 degrees, satisfies the thermostat, turn it off and wait one hour. And if that temperature goes above four degrees, which is our golden number, then your home should be good and, and adequate for supercooling. So you being at five degrees, that's, that's pretty dang close. And, and I would, I would re highly recommend um, trying that out. If you were at the seven, eight, nine degree mark within that hour period, uh, oh. then there's something else going on. Well, thank you so much. And that uh, annual service that you guys do, I think it's 110 bucks a year. The technicians always put in more than you would ever expect. I appreciate that, sir. And uh, yeah, we at RIA strive to to outperform the rest. So thanks for your kind words. Thanks for the thanks for the call, Mike. So I want can I stay on super? And your dad lives minute? in a different state, so that we know that wasn't him at the four year old, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. So let, let's talk supercooling because it's gone through a new evolution now with the new time change. Correct. Uh, we were screaming at the top of our lungs at, leading up to this rate change in May. Be ready, be ready, be ready. You've mm -hmm. got to change the way you're consuming electricity or you're going to be killed. Um, we've got to move all of our programmable thermostats to the new off-peak on-peak criteria. Yep. We've got to start changing all of our water heater timers. Or if you've got a whole house energy management system, you've got to recalibrate that to make sure you're buying off-peak. So the object of supercooling is to get somewheres in the, in the margin of 90% of your power all month long is bought off-peak. That's right. And the only way to do that is to thermally cool your house off peak and on peak let your house sleep. Now, if now my home has a few peculiar scientific testing things that I've done to it that <laughs> most other people don't have enough. But my house goes to 66 degrees and at 245 I tell the thermostat let it go to 78. Right. And it'll sit at 78 until 8.15. So off peak, if my house never goes above 78 degrees, 
My air conditioners never come on. Right. Last month, I bought 94% of my power off peak. My air conditioners never come on. Right. So my house won't go eight degrees in five hours. And that's excellent. But at 78, I'm too hot to eat dinner. <laughs> and Jennifer is really upset because she's gained five pounds because I'm eating dinner so late now. <laughs> <laughs> so we call it the APS five pounds. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I think eight o'clock's too late to be cooling your house off. That's my one gripe about this new plan. It is. Um, I've, I always, we always talk to our homeowners about ways to beat that. The pool is the best. If you have a pool, jump in the pool and then <laughs> head straight inside because, you know, 80 degrees feels pretty good when you're soaking wet. <laughs> True. All right. So stay wet. That's one clue. That's one. I, I, you know, I don't know. If you have more ideas, shoot them our way. So <laughs> It only lasts a few days. Yeah. All right. We're going to go outside your service area just a little bit with this next call. We've got Bruce calling from Tucson. Good morning, Bruce. Thank you for calling. Rosie on the house. Let me introduce you to Jeff Carmichael of Rias. Good morning. How are you gentlemen doing? Good. Um, I have a question. It's, um, I have a, live in a 1980 Adobe, burn Adobe home, and um, we're doing a full-on remodel of it. And so the first thing we did is when we got to the kitchen was to take out the, the lowered ceilings, uh, which was hiding the uh, the vents, which were really low. So we took all of that out and and just put a vent on it, and now it's cooling way better in the kitchen, which was always a hot spot, and you could never get it cool. Uh, and now the thing is just it's it's nice, and and I have a restriction on it, so the rest of the vents and that work. My question is is um, would it would it be behoove me to put a um, uh, a return air at the far end of the kitchen laundry room area and then so it would pull air or would it be better on to put another um ac cooling uh, vent in there okay what yeah which part of the house are we trying to condition i guess i'm a little bit confused so help me out here we well, said it, the kitchen uh, since we took out the the, the lowered ceilings and had the uh-huh. closed ceilings where everyone used to have seal you know it's like six feet or so <laughs> right so is it the laundry room we're after now to condition? Uh, yeah, this, it, but it seems to be um, working way better than it ever did since we took it out, and we're in the demo phase now. So uh, I just, it's very interesting because I, I was thinking maybe do a return here and pull some air over that way or, or run, a, run a vent over and uh, put AC down there. Okay. that's You're kind of asking a loaded question, so I'll start there. Um before we start throwing registers, uh, whether it's a return register or supply register, a duct system done correctly is done through manual D duct design. And then that means that per the square footage of every room of your house, how many appliances are in that room, the windows, everything that causes a heat gain on that room, it needs a certain amount of cubic feet per minute worth of air. And so... Once you start tampering with the duct system, you can really start throwing off that manual D design that was hopefully done at one point in time. So where you should start is calling uh, one of the Rosie Certified Air Conditioning Contractors in Tucson, have them come out to the house, uh, and they will be able to 
measure the size of the ductwork, measure out the rooms, and then tell you what you need to do before we start, before I just tell you, go ahead and do this or go ahead and do that. Um, because we could oh, imbalance. We're asking. Yeah, you could imbalance the whole system by, by doing one or the other. Um, so measuring out the whole system, and then they can guide you from there. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you, we will not recommend, and we get asked this a lot, we will not put return registers, that's where you replace your filter, in laundry rooms or kitchens. Um, there's too much humidity in those rooms, and once you start pulling that, it's, and smells is another big part of why we don't, uh, we don't want to we don't want to introduce that humidity, uh, those odors um, into the air conditioning system itself. Well, we're talking air conditioning in the month of July here in Arizona. Uh, because it's probably the one thing that's on most people's mind. I know it was on my mind a lot this last week. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that. It, it got warm. How many people did you have uh, on your phones this week? Uh, <laughs> you, it was nonstop. Yeah, yeah, it had to be. Yeah, just nonstop. You, the best thing we can do is prioritize um, those calls, and, and we just we do the best we can. So. How would you want people to reach out to Rias? Yeah, so I'm going to ask everybody who's listening or who is interested in finding out a little bit more about us and our company to not call my phone number. Uh, I've got three guys uh, on call. You're, you're dealing with too many emergencies We're, at we're this taking point. care of our emergency service calls on all three of our lines. Um, so obviously if there's an emergency, please call. But um, if you want just information um, about the energy audit or our free consultation service where we come out to your home, uh, it's you know, one of my building analysts will come out, look around the house, look at your bill, and then tell you, you know, if we honestly think the audit's good for you or not good for you uh, to help you out making that decision process. But if you visit us at reis.com, that's R-E-E-I-S.com, you can just fill out a contact form. And uh, even if you do have any burning questions, I'm more than happy to take uh, any phone calls as well. What does a whole house energy audit cost? It uh, costs $99, so you pay that 99 bucks, and then that entitles you to any and all rebates from the utility providers. So How long does it take? To get the rebate? Yeah. No, uh, no, no, to get the energy audit. It takes an average of two to three hours, uh, depending on the size of the home. Okay. And will, they, will your tech be leaving a, a copy with them at that point? Or yeah, it's actually a there? little bit exhausting. We'll leave you that day with um, a 22-page report on all the data that we collected and any and all recommendations we might have for you. And it gives the homeowner the opportunity to take a look at the whole house. That's right. Yep. So we'll break it break it into phases for uh, for our homeowners. So we'll show you, you know, we have to show you everything that we find and everything that is needed on the house. But then all almost 99% of the time, we can break that into phases over the next couple of years. And here's where to start. Here's where to finish. Here's the priority based on your highest expected return on investment. Yeah. I mean, it's a great report. It is. Yeah. So we're, we're going to meet your expectations of, of whether it's saving money or comfort or, you know, whatever the category is, uh, we'll be able to prioritize down to meet that expectation for you. Uh, Romy, let's bring Jenny into the conversation, calling from Arizona City. I think she has a question 
that is on the on the mind of a lot of Arizona homeowners. Good morning, Jenny. Let me introduce you to Jeff from Rias. Hi, Jeff. Hey, good morning. Hi, Rosie. Hello. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Um, <laughs> I have a a house that I don't. I'm a renter, so okay. I do not have a thermostat that's programmable. I got one from Home Depot. And I couldn't figure the buddy thing out, so I took it back. <laughs> it was so complicated. I couldn't, it was nuts. So I am doing super, super cooling, and I'm running like heck. Sometimes, sometimes I have to turn it off at 2, and then, you know, sometimes I don't get back till 9.30 at night or 10 o'clock at night. Um, so I, I'm, I don't, I'm doing okay. I've, I'm sorry I've lost my bloody bill because it's, I'm going was going through things and trying to get things organized and figure out what I'm doing here. But um, it, it hasn't been horrible, but it's not great. But I, I'm one, what I'm wondering is when I, since I don't have a programmable cooler or a smartphone to turn it off, on and off with, um, what do I when I have to go be away for like a week? What do I set this thing at to keep from being killed Let's, and keep? I have okay. house plants and refrigerators and one of them is kind of old so i don't want to lose my you know they could just go out that's a that's let's answer that question because the the other layers of questions i'd have to have her on the phone for more time than we've got left but yeah when you're leaving for a week what do you do uh it, it really depends what you have in your house okay so if you have oil paintings um really expensive items uh as as far as artwork goes um, you're not going to want to go too far north of about 82, 83 degrees. Um, if you don't have a lot uh, that of valuables or expensive art or things that will get damaged because of the heat, um, 86, 87, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable leaving homes at. Um, that's not going to cause any damage to, to you, and especially won't cause damage to your bill. Um, yeah, you, you need to get a programmable thermostat on. that, <laughs> And... Jenny, just whatever part of the valley you're in, just send us a con, fill out a contact form on my website, and we'll come put on a programmable thermostat it's, for you for free, just so you don't have to deal with this anymore. Yeah. Jenny, yeah. I feel your pain. Yeah. I went through two programmables, and <laughs> I, I, I just gave up. I'm back to manual again for the time being. Back to yeah. the old Honeywell yeah. dial, yeah. right? It yeah. works. Mercury dial. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, Jenny, give we'll get your information, and we'll get you taken care of. Uh, in that situation. But yeah, every homeowner should have a programmable thermostat. All right, Jeff. Thanks a million for coming in. We appreciate it. Again, if people wanted to get in touch with Rias. Yeah, just follow our website, reeis.com. All right, folks. Hopefully something you've learned in the last hour is going to help you stay more comfortable and cool on the desert floor of Arizona, as well as up above the rim. And that wraps up a month of air conditioning here at Rosie on the House. August is water month. We'll be joined with experts on water treatment, Water management, watershed, 